Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Lilith has come, and I, for one, welcome our new demon overlord. Diablo 4 is out, and Matt's asshole smells like hell. First off, in my defense, all right, so I was sick to be fair, two weekends no, there's, ago. There's not a defense for this. Your asshole has always fought me. I, I was sick two weeks ago, correct? correct. You know about I, that? I, yes. That was the... It sounds like you're sick still, by the way. I'm getting there. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> two weeks ago was the the vomiting out of both, both ends. This past weekend, um, Aiden and I got sick again, but this time with like a sinus slash coughing thing. Great. So I'm just I'm just falling apart. You're doing great. Falling apart. I woke up this morning and it hurt to breathe so bad that I had to run downstairs because I get up earlier than everyone else. I had to run downstairs to start hacking up a lung so I didn't wake everyone else up. Ah, yes. Yes. Get the old floor separation. Yeah. While but you uh move your insides. So I don't know. It's been a topic this week with various people being like, you know, hey, maybe you should get a primary care doctor or, you know. I mean, you should at least just have somebody look at you. Maybe, like, maybe figure this out. You're falling apart. You're, you know, what's going on here? I mean, I'm not going to tell you what to do, but, but I am going to suggest. And then I fell asleep today, which is a rare. I don't know what happened. You don't pull at me. No, I fell asleep, and Samantha tried to wake me up twice. She came upstairs and said, "Hey, it's five fifteen. And I, I mentally was like, "Oh, you know, I got a couple more minutes." Classic. <laughs> oh. I've done the same you thing. You understand. I've done the same thing with, well, first off, nobody waking me up. Yeah. And just me being on the couch, being like, oh, I got 50, I got, I got time. He yep. he, he's not going to be here yet. <laughs> and then uh, she came back up and she's like, hey, it's six o'clock. And at that point, I was like, fuck. Because I did the classic, I did the standard, you know, order food at like the middle of the day for yeah. a 545 pickup. Yeah. So, you know, already behind, now, the, it, yeah, now behind the curveball here, behind the eight ball. And I'm just like, it was, it's been, it's just a rough life at this point. Um, but hey, you know what? This is the Gamers 2 Podcast, your weekly roundup of news and commentary related to the video game industry and anything else that might pique our interests, like our yeah. bodies falling apart and hey, dying. Hey, falling apart bodies. I'm working on fixing that. Or, I don't know. You can, you can. You know what? You can try, but it's coming for you. I Listen, I, I agree. But what we don't ever need to have happen again between the two of us is Scan Thursday Fart Wars. This house will move. Well, I mean, to be fair, if you're taking care of yourself and you're starting to get in the workout routine, you get into it, you start you start getting back into the whole protein thing. You yeah. start taking protein, protein farts. 
Yeah, but then protein, we're... But protein farts for me don't smell like I'm going to have a Geneva Convention crisis. Well, then you're doing it wrong. For using chemicals and mass destruction. Unlike your current smell, which is pretty fucking bad. Well, that's just because that's my literally my internal organs rotting. <laughs> you don't understand. I have the rot. Uh, but hey, you know what? If you don't want to take care of yourself, you don't want to work out. You just want to let your body wither away into nothing. We got some video games you can play. That's true. And you can spend money on this instead of gym memberships. Number one, Company of Heroes 3 for the PlayStation and Xbox. Count to three. Number two, Return to Grace for the PC. Number three, Matt's favorite one on this list, Shame Legacy for the PC, PlayStation, and Xbox. Number four, System Shock Remake for the PC. A lot of people talking about that one. Number five, D-Card. Are they? They're just hyped about it, you know? Okay. I feel like there's other things out here that I'm more hyped about, but I... I well, it's all the old people who stopped playing video games a long time ago. Oh, that's They're true. like, wow, it's System what? Shock Remake, I'm back in. That's true, I feel that. Number five, Decarnation for the PC and Switch. Number six, Doomblade for the PC. Number seven, Puzzle Quest 3 for the PlayStation and Xbox. Number eight, Gunfire Reborn makes its way to PlayStation. Number nine, Killer Frequency for the PC, PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, and the Quest 2. What a list of things. Number four... No, number 10. Read, you idiot. Diablo 4 Early Access is officially here. Hey. Never heard of that game. Hey, let's go. Uh, number 11. Kuroi Subasa. Kuroi Subasa? Good enough. Okay, for the PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. Number 6, Street Fighter 6. For the PC, PlayStation, and Xbox. I might, I might catch some streams of that this weekend. I think you did the thing again. I think you said number six, Street Fighter 6. Number 13. <laughs> I'm just going to ignore it. I believe you. And that's the problem. We're just, we're just in rough shape so far. <laughs> number 13. We love Katamari Reroll and Royal Reverie for the PC, PlayStation, Xbox, and Switch. How's, uh, how's the reception of Street Fighter 6? Have you seen I haven't seen anything bad yet. I've seen some good things. The creative uh, fighter has been really interesting. The people, the people that have been created. Oh, I didn't know they for, were doing such a thing. It's like a story mode thing. You you create your own person and you. Okay. That's what like. So the guy that we saw in the trailer wasn't it was a created person. Okay, yeah. yeah. That's why like Chun Li's there and and Balrog and all those guys. So like, they're you're training with them to be in the the f- fighters league. I know Street Fighter. You're in good company. You have to get your own. I know you could tell me anything you want about Street Fighter, and I would believe you. I can tell you more about Tekken's lore than I can Street Fighter. Tekken's lore is you have to make sure to sacrifice your own son into a volcano at the beginning of the game franchise. Okay, and then he doesn't die and comes back and kills you. Yep, classic story. Yeah, Uh, Street Fighter, country's greatest fighters. That's a Mortal Kombat situation, kind of. But that's not a. That's just the greatest fighters. This, oh, is this is just, just this is we're going racist. Okay, this country's greatest fighters, hence why. Oh, this Dial is, a, is on a battleship. So this is a mobile suit G Gundam. G Gundam, a little bit, yeah, okay. yeah. Without the crazy, I don't, I don't know who's uh, Tequila Gundam in this. Oh yeah, yeah, none, none of the none of the racial uh, Guile exists. Yes, some of the racial stuff is there. 
American Gundam is one hundred percent real. Is it an aircraft carrier and that turns into a Gundam? Yeah, it's it's an aircraft carrier. Guile is standing on it. Yep. He has his own aircraft carrier, as does every American. And he makes sure to pull out the comb and do his hair. Classic. Um, Look at all these new characters. I pick Ryu. (laughs) (laughs) Launch of Diablo 4. Launch of Diablo 4. Complications. None. Not, Not for me. Apparently, it hasn't been smooth for everybody. I had... Which... Not surprised. No. We, I mean, the it, fact it's, that it's they're... The year, it's the year of terrible launches. Yep. Uh, I mean, in, in their defense, Blizzard always has an issue, I feel like, because their games are so popular. Yeah, I, I'm 50-50 if this is a, considered like a popular problem, because I don't know if it's a server problem or if it's like bug problem. I've seen some stuff that has had bug issues, like clips and stuff, where it's like, this is a bug. Okay. Um, I've seen other things, so it's just like, I'm getting disconnected, but... I ha- I haven't ran into any of that. I don't know anybody that I that I know playing has ran into any of it. Um, and I think, based on the dialogue I've kind of seen, that it's potentially more prevalent on consoles than it is PC. What? Amazing. It kind of makes sense only because Blizzard historically is a, is yeah, a PC. Yeah, it makes thing. sense, but you know. And they're technically, I'm assuming, porting Diablo over, so there's a little bit, I'm sure, of hiccups. but As it fucking should be. Um, PC Master Race. God, what a fucking cesspool that subreddit turned into. Oh yeah, a lot. Of, there's a lot that's a cesspool in the world. Um, <laughs> the world. Yeah, just in general life. What are you feeling? What are you feeling? Odds, evens. I think I'm gonna go even. Okay, going even, Steven. I don't know what that means for me, but I don't. You know what? I really don't think it makes a difference this time. Does it ever? I mean, you get hit with the, you know, the Activision Blizzard stuff, but yeah, or I get hit with a French accent. It's fifty fifty. Oh, did I get stuck with French stuff? I, I don't know. Did you? Did you get? Did you get an Eve Gimmo in the I don't Ubisoft? Think so. <laughs> Where we discuss the Assassin's Creed next year. <laughs> All right, number one. <laughs> Uh, this week saw some more downsizing in the video game industry as companies are still anticipating a recession and pivoting to other projects. Can you, if Go you're ahead. a company, yes. just, just in the... the oh, yeah. So I'm a company. You're a company. I'm not going to give you money. That's We're fine. not going to profit share. That's fine. I'm not coming back into the office. <laughs> Listen, buddy. <laughs> I can't be having that. Okay. All right. Um, if you're a company, can you legally anticipate a recession that you potentially had a hand in causing. So it's funny you say that because I had originally put in this little intro spiel, a little thing in that regard, basically being like anticipating a recession that they are causing because there's no recession. Them doing this is causing a recession or will cause a recession because people are going to stop spending money if they don't have money because you fucking fired them. Um, or they're afraid of being fired, which then slows the economy down. So, but my, my tinfoil hat theory is that these companies are trying to cause a recession because they want to slow wage growth. Right. No, I'd agree with that. 
But you uh, need to suppress wage growth, but then in order to cause a recession, you also have to then reduce the cost of living, which is what they don't want to do because they actually want to increase that while causing a recession. Which yes, is a really weird. So there's a weird tightrope that's trying to be walked right now. But I don't know. I I don't like. I, I don't know. I fucking hate companies, man. That it's just like I'm gonna send the nuke, right? But I'm preparing for war. But I'm gonna fire the first shot, and you're like, that's not how. Yeah, there's contradicting philosophies going on here. If you if you came out with the idea that I'm going to prepare for the retaliatory attack, I'd be like, okay, I understand. You you acknowledge in that statement, I'm firing first. They're going to attack back. Let's prepare for a, a a a defense strategy. Yeah, but we need to attack. But that would be, hey, let's prepare. That would be written in company speak of, let's make sure we take care of our own. The recession is going to be coming, so hey, if anybody needs any extra benefits or like, you know, we need to work about time from home or whatever, like we'll we'll figure something out. And no, what it actually is out of companies is I'm going to fire first and remove all my employees because my yacht needs fuel. <laughs> and it's fueled by blood, so I'm actually going to take those employees and grind them up. I'm only going to keep two alive to make more humans to blood sacrifice. Exactly. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, anyways, moving on. Kotaku Australia reports the redund- that redundancies are being made at EA-owned Fire Monkey Studio. Up to two-thirds of the current Fire Monkey's team will either be shifted to other projects or laid off. And in case you're curious, they work on live service mobile games. Which is an interesting thing for EA to be downsizing. Yes. They're most profitable thing is live service games so there was more to this and i think what it's they essentially are trimming the fat with the live service mobile games like if it's not profitable enough well a mix of they're cutting it off like hey we can get away with doing minimal work and still rake money so let's just let's just be shitty um cd project red is laying off 30 people as it prepares to end development of the witcher spinoff gwent Makes sense. They kind of announced that a couple months ago, I believe. Tokyo-based developer Vanpool has closed its doors. Founded in 1999, Vanpool primarily developed and co-developed games for Nintendo. The studio was perhaps best known for its work co-developing the four most recent Kirby titles from Hale Laboratory. The developer of Marvel's Midnight Suns Fire Axis Games has reduced its workforce by 30 employees. A Fire Axis uh, spokesperson said the redundancies were attributed to, quote, sharpening of focus, enhancements of efficiencies, and an alignment of our talent against our highest priorities, end quote. What a PR sentence. Uh, Bonus XP, the developer behind Stranger Things Mobile, uh, is shutting down as well. And that's it. Shutdowns, layoffs, I'm sure there'll be more. Is there one I missed? Um, no, I don't think, no. I don't think in, That's curious. in the shutdown world. But, uh, you know, weird other side of the coin, other side of the pillow. Yang and yang. For one, you must have the other. While you want to. For death. For- there must be growth. <laughs> it be life, but for anyway. death, there must be birth. There we go. There you go. I like that one. That's fine. That um, makes more sense. 
you know, apparently you know, some people are like, ah, we see your recession and we raise you more jobs. Uh, so here we go. NetEase announced the launch of its new Japanese development studio, Pincool, which is not to be confused with Van Pool. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> the company is entrusting the new Tokyo studio to uh, representative director and president Ryutaro Ichimura, who has spent much of his more than two decades in the industry working on various projects in the Dragon Quest franchise. You fucking nailed that name, by the way. Ryutaro Ichimura? Yeah. 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 Come on now. This, this is where I'm about to get screwed. I don't think I think. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm screwed. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I, had to, I had to land the Japanese name because when it gets to this one. Holy fuck. I CD forgot about this one. <laughs> CD Projekt Red alumni have announced the creation of a new Warsaw-based studio called Blank. Love it. <laughs> the developer was co-founded by game director Mateusz Kanek, a uh, former principal designer at CD Projekt Red, where he spent 15 years, Jedrez Mraz, and Marcin Jeffimau. <laughs> There's no way that's right. <laughs> Both executive producers and CDPR veterans, as well as managing director Mikolaj Mar- Marchevka? Probably. Uh, previously at Rookies from Warsaw, Blank is currently a team of 10, which includes more CDPR alumni, as well as staff previously at 11-Bit Studios and Division 48 Studio. The studio is looking to expand 60 to 60 staff to work on its first unannounced project, which was described in the announcement as a character-driven game set in an apocalypse. So 2023. <laughs> uh... 100%, by the way. Jeffy Mao is not correct. That's not, but I like that better. That is probably the one that I felt the least sure of. Uh, there's also a random new French studio called Ukoyo Games Studio, led by Thierry Platon. No idea who that is. No idea. No, it I'm was sad. There's no accent on Platon. I did. So I tried to be, figure this out. It could be like, Platon, but. So this was like uh this was on like gameindustry.biz or something like that. And I tried to like research and be like, what is this? And like I could find nothing. So that's weird. CD Project and Blizzard doing their thing of just like spitting little game studio babies out. <laughs> I know Matt has a kid, but I don't think you spit babies out. Just to be clear about that. That's not how that works. What did she tell you? <laughs> um. All right, number three. Sony has scaled back. You're going to like this one, I think. This one flew under the radar for me until I found it today while I was researching news. I was oh, like, wow. No, I, so I, I saw all this break post-showcase. Okay. Because everybody, including us, were going, what the fuck was... Yeah, what was that? Like, what the hell was the showcase? Because also, uh, do we talk about um, Ratchet and Clank? We do not. Which so, is coming well, out on PC, right? It is coming out on PC. You want to know? You want to know what would have been a great thing to Put announce during the PlayStation Showcase instead of the Gran Turismo trailer? Uh, Ratchet and Clank coming out on PC. Great idea. All right, number three, Sony has scaled back the development of the Last of Us multiplayer project. As reported by Bloomberg, sources familiar with the matter said that the decision comes as the studio's title was re-evaluated in terms of quality and viability. The evaluation, led by Sony subsidiary Bungie, 
which that thought I thought that was interesting. Questioned that Naughty Dog's titles uh, long time questioned the Naughty Dog titles long time engagement with users. Following the assessment, staff working on the online game were reduced to a now small team, and other developers were reassigned to different roles. Naughty Dog released a statement on Twitter announcing the update to its multiplayer title, but it also included the news that it had begun working on a new single-player title. Quote, Our team will continue to work on the project, as well as our other, our other games in development, including a brand new single-player experience. We look forward to sharing more soon. End quote. Um, so has Sony just, like, slapped Bungie with, like, the, uh, you're responsible for all of our multiplayer titles now? I, I wonder... Because I, I, that caught, I was like reading this article and being like, cool, cool, cool. And it was like, Bungie. And I was like, evaluated. I was like, what the fuck? But I also, I also just see them being like, hey, you're the only team that we have that actually has multiplayer experience. Can you yeah. just play this and tell them if they're screwed or not? Yeah. Because no, we have no one to look at this and, and judge whether it's. The way that that's worded, though, it's almost like, I felt like it was almost like a personal attack. Like Bungie questioned. What, what did they say? Uh, Bungie questioned the Naughty Dog title's long-time engagement with users. Like, being like, you think people are going to play this for a long time? Yeah, it's true. Bungie coming in. Coming in, smacking bitches around. I'm going to make a really... Are we going to get, like, a nice internal rivalry between Bungie and Naughty Dog? That'd be weird. That would be weird. I would just like... family infighting? I just want them talking shit about each other all the time. The first captain of the Tojo clan being attempted to be usurped by the second captain of the Tojo clan. Yeah. Fighting for dad's favor. Yeah, I just want them shit-talking each other. I want full Yakuza inside of Sony. I want family houses fighting. I mean, it might be like that. We're talking about a pretty hardcore Japanese company. I want them all to have sweet back tattoos that they rip off their shirts and fight to decide things. Do you think the Japanese, like, Sony executives have, like, uh, their shrine yes. room, their family shrine room with their samurai armor and their samurai sword? Yes, and I think they have full back tattoos based on whatever dragon, koi, whatever they are. Like, whatever franchise they, like, helped grow, it's yeah. like, it's that's, that's their... That's their spirit or whatever. So when they get into a fight and they rip their shirt off, it is... They're obviously jacked to all hell, and yeah. then they have that. Interesting. Somebody there is the dragon of Sony. Who would it be? I don't know. I do not know. Shuhei. Shuhei is the one you least expect. <laughs> yeah. Just absolutely shredded when he takes <laughs> that shirt off. <laughs> uh, uh, this is going to be a weird question for everybody that's not uh, us. What is the place in Syracuse with all the bars? It's not Armory Square. Armory Square? Yeah. Armory Square. Going out partying? No, a friend of mine was asking what was the area, and I was like, I don't think it's Carrier Circle, but it doesn't matter. No, no. I don't, I, me, party, go out? What? Well, I don't know, man. I don't know. That's why I have to ask you. I don't. I don't. You're hip with the kids. Shit. Oh yeah, real hip with the kids. <laughs> How about number four then? The Riot Games has announced it'll delay the summer season of the League of Legends Championship Series for two weeks, and it might cancel it altogether following an ongoing conflict with the LCS Players Association. 
The LCSPA had voted in favor of a walkout earlier this week to protest against changes made to the North American Challengers League, which led to the elimination of seven teams ahead of the imminent start of the summer season. Riot's decision to change the league's rules could lead an estimated 70 people to lose their jobs. In a statement shared on Twitter on Sunday, the LCSPA said the strike was a decision that players didn't take lightly, adding, quote, We stand at this impasse because actions were taken by Riot without prior communication or discussion with the LCS players, end quote. Got a game of chicken. It's a really, like, weird... Weird scenario. Okay. It's the first esports, like, strike. Yes. Okay. Which is a weird... Concept. It's a a new ground, you know? It's like, what are you going to do? So, Riot initially had a rule. The rule that they changed, anyway, is, is this one, where they said any team that had a, I'm gonna, all this is paraphrasing. I'm not gonna be 100 percent correct. So do not legalize me. I'm just, sorry, legalize me. I'm just. Uh, Nate is an official esports lawyer. Yeah, <laughs> hire me for fifty million dollars an hour. The Jesus, I don't come cheap. The <laughs> where they had required every team that was in the LCS to also field a academy team. That's a, I, I like that rule. Then they removed that. Okay. So a bunch of the teams backed out of having a second team. Yeah. Well, I mean, so <sighs> multiple problems. Yes. Almost every other region has a developmental league. Yes. Almost every other region it's is better. better than NA. That's how that works. You have when you have a when you have a good farm system. Right. Guess what? You but get now, you, you filter out good you filter out bad and you get good talent. <clears throat> it is detrimental for them if they wanted to continue the LCS to go about doing it this way. If their true result was just to say, we're no longer having a North American representative in worlds is what is, if that's like what they want to get to That'd not, be... not that they want to get there, but yeah, like, who cares? They can't win anyway. So I could see Rogers being like, oh, what? why would we bring you guys anymore? Either way, the, it just seems like, the problem is, so the players were like, okay, a whole lot of stuff. They made this change without notifying anybody. You know, I think it was basically just Riot and the teams kind of agreed that it doesn't have to be this way anymore. And they're like, well, we exist here too. And then, you know, it affects us more than it affects anybody else and yada, yada, yada. And there's been no, there, there's been a long time coming. Don't they just, I think, roster slash rules problem that was going to blow up in na okay because they just work it they're them as a region just refuse to look at anything else because that's how they you know what do you mean like looking at structures of how anything else works anywhere oh okay like most, saying. Like- most pros are most potential pros i think to go to lcs i think have at least come out and said like you'd be better off moving to Europe and playing in Europe and joining one of the amateur leagues over there because you have a much higher success rate of reaching the highest leagues over there than ever trying to do it in NA. Yeah, because there's no system in place. 
yeah, and over there, there are systems fully in place to train and get better. And yeah, you know, like so they, in in Europe, they have soccer teams which sign people from the age of ten. Like, yeah. So, a couple questions. Um, can you just so like, I'm assuming it's set up in such a way that like you do you have to be a resident of the country or the of the area? Gets, so all right. Because, like, half the North America teams, aren't half of them, like, Asian Sorry, anyways? Kind of. You can still be American and Asian. You know how that works. Yeah, but yeah, like, you know what I mean. Um, So, there's a... It's hard. So, America didn't want to just be an import league. Which actually would have been better for them. But, whatever. They... Well, if they, had an, if they were an import league, but then also had a feeder system... You can have the best of both worlds until... Which is what they kind of tried to do. They yeah. said you can only have X amount of import slots. Somebody can only gain homegrown status if... Even if you imported that person, I think they had to be there for like four seasons or something. And then they could be considered homegrown. Mm-hmm. So that freed up one of your import slots. So you still had... You had to have X amount of like American. Fine. Whatever. Uh, the... When he says Americans. North Americans, right? Or is it... I mean... Not North Americans, but Canada, does it Canada North Canada? Is it just North America? Yeah, there's no South American different league. Different league, okay. I, I believe they would be the Brazilian league, technically. Okay, um, interesting. So, like I said, there's leagues everywhere, so th- there's no feeder system. So is there an far. African league? No. Not Are they a part of Europe? Of. There's a Turkish league. What the fuck? There's a couple of French leagues. There's a German league. There's the interesting. Okay. Anyways, there is there is the the European LCS, but those other so ones, those other ones like Turkey and whatever kind of feed into that one. Oh, so it's very much set so up like, like soccer, there, right? So if there was the the U.S. equivalent would be a New York team, a California team, a Washington team, or whatever, and then they fed into the North American league like you know canadian teams or whatever and they the you know take, you know what i would love is you know at one of these paxes or something like that i would love a panel that discusses why stuff like that works so well in europe versus not working in in the u.s like the u.s we have the resources we have we could do a new york league a pennsylvania league a florida league we could do we could do that but there's like no interest there's no interest the immediate thing is everybody to say well what about all the overhead and all the money and all the yada 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 and it's like you all are riot as a multi-billion dollar profitable company yeah all these teams are profitable yeah like they would be doing it reinvest you uh, this is it. so there's a lot of things that are gonna piss you off anyway back on the yeah the specific lcs thing so they did that it became a whole problem because teams were just like oh we're leaving I believe TSM, who has been in the scene basically since League started, even a little bit before LCS was truly a thing, I believe they pulled their entire slot and they're like, we're going to go find another country. Interesting. Because they wanted to have feeder? No, they're... Or was it an excuse? TSM is run by a shit show of an entire organization, as far as I'm concerned. Okay. And they haven't won in North America in a while anyway. 
and they're like, oh, I don't, th- I don't think we'll be able to like truly get a good competitive spot here. So we're gonna try to like go find like a better region. It's like you're not competitive to begin with. And I was like, but you don't have a team to do anything in any of those regions. But you get to play with better players, so you're you could just dump your roster in North America and be like, well, sorry, you guys all suck. I'm gonna take my brand and go build a team in Korea. Yeah, which... and and just hope that hope that you running it isn't the problem. Isn't the problem because I'm pretty sure that's gonna be part of the problem. So the <laughs> so they there's a bunch of stuff like that, like teams leaving and doing all this weird stuff, right? Then this gets announced. Then the players say, "We're striking." We're not starting the season because this is bullshit. Then the LCS comes back and the LCS has had, uh, or it's like, I guess riot riot slash the LCS has had requirements in place for where you need to be ranked as a player in order to get picked up by a team. So like in their set in the ladder, like you can't just be some person bronze that's ever never picked up the game. Like you need to show competence and push yourself up the ladder and then you can get picked up type of thing. Yeah. Uh, the, the rumor, and I believe this is, confirmed by other people was that at the announcement of the players striking riot removed that requirement to, so an, they're basically an, an allowing attempt, scabs in an attempt to scab it. then all i for the most part all of the talent involved with doing the broadcast was like no we're not doing this either like we're not crossing that line yeah absolutely not so they made that play then immediately had to backpedal because everybody went, are you that dumb to, in broad daylight, make that move? So they attempted scab, They attempted to allow a scab play, then had to backpedal it. Then came out with a statement saying we're going to postpone it for two weeks while we try to have talk about this. Their statement about the talking was we're going to postpone it for two weeks. And then they went through what the PA was asking them for and said, go fuck yourself to every single one of their, their things. Yeah. Then they followed up I, with, "If we can't come to an agreement in two in two weeks, we're canceling all of the summer season for LCS. And when we do that, you are no longer eligible to go to Worlds at all for, as a region because it's not a fair competition." Yeah, that's trying so, strong so arm them into they they went full strong arm to the point of like, no, you're none of you are allowed to do this. I don't like. I don't get their play here because all they're doing is hurting any sort of vibe, like. I think league was. I think it was growing in the in the U.S. and in in North America. Up until this point, like I thought, it was getting more popular. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I think it plateaued for a little bit. Okay, so it plateaued, and they said, fuck it, and we're yeah. not making the money we want to make. I think, it, I think it did start to creep back up again, mm-hmm. like what, what you've been seeing kind of getting pulled into it. Yeah. But I do think for probably the last two seasons before that, it had kind of plateaued, because anytime they went international, it was just disappointing. It was terrible. Oh, 10 weeks, and you're just like, what the fuck's even the point? Like, oh, it's what I always, I always rag on North America for. Oh yeah, oh, we looked really good in our in our own region, and we dominated. And then you go to the world stage, and you're like, "Yeah, but like now I, you look like shit compared to everybody else." But now they now in the last if you're not in the last couple tournaments, they've been playing better, so it's been kind of drawing you know people back in. It's it kind of like my analogy in my head is I'm going to do the Formula One analogy. Okay, so we have Haas, which is an American team. Yes, clearly hot garbage. All right. But they but, have Gunther Steiner. <laughs> yes, that's my kind of my point though. It's like they're likable to the degree that Americans are like starting to get into it. You know what I mean? Like you kind of gotta invest a little bit. Yeah, but you gotta I, make it interesting I, I, and to get that build to up. Fair, to be fair to that though, to specifically to that point, yeah, because I get where you're coming from. It makes sense, but one hundred and ten percent, I believe the interest lies in Drive to Survive, not Haas existing. Yes. So fuck worlds. Fuck it. You're not going to be able to compete there. Do something else that gauge that gains interest. Yeah, that makes you that enjoyable. you can build up to that point. Yeah. Like, don't just be like, well, I mean, we're talking about a company here, so whatever. They'll just what they don't give a fuck. Bathe in the blood of the innocent. Yeah, exactly. So like, you know, they're not going to do it. But if you if you had if you were genuinely interested. In developing a market, you would, you wouldn't get rid of academy teams, and you wouldn't like pull the rug out on some sort of feeder series. That's where you would invest is the fucking feeder series. Because right. if every state had a team, and there was like leagues all over the place, and there was like amateur leagues and stuff like that, five years you'd have North America would be competitive, like. Right. It just makes me angry. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot of things where you can look at all of it and you go, well, can we feel the competitive region? Yeah. Yes is the answer. You just actually have to be committed to doing what it takes to do that. And yeah. I don't think they are. I think they're committed to it just, like commercial revenue number go burr. I'm getting so fired up about this because like if which you his, can... Which to be fair... If you can convince me... like. I've watched this motherfucker's made me watch the <laughs> matches and they're they're entertaining. They are entertaining to watch. If you can convert me to the point of where like if it was easily if it was like I was this close, this close, this kind of just made me go, well, no thanks. I'm out on that. I don't have to learn anymore now. Yeah, like you fucked up. 
kiss of death. Anytime I see something, I'm like, I kind of like that. It's like, well, well, that's dead. (laughs) 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 I kind of like that. Oh, it just died. All right. Okay. Like that one, too. Oh, that one's dead. (sighs) Kiss of death. Uh, Should we move on? Is there more you want to add to this? No, I, I mean, it, there, there's more if you want to like dig into it. There, you, you're I'm sure gonna, we'll go, but we'll have to come back to it. Yeah, they're going to be doing talks or whatever. So. We'll hear about it for at least the next two weeks. So. That's true. Um, is it my up? My, yeah, odds. Number five, Meta announced its Meta Quest 3 headset along with a fall release window. Uh, the base model of Meta's newest standalone VR headset will start at $500, with the company promising it will be 40% thinner with better displays, higher resolution, and, quote, high-res color, end quote. I will also feature a next-gen Qualcomm Snapdragon chipset that Meta is touting as having doubled the graphics performance of the Quest 2, as well as new Touch Plus controllers with haptic functionality. More headsets, which I think we might... What's, what's today? The second. I believe next week is Apple's... Um, developers conference. Oh, okay. Where they are rumored to be their VR headset. announcing their three thousand dollar VR headset. Oh my so. god! Why? But why? Because it's Apple. Do you think it has a giant on the on the face shield? Do you think it has a giant Apple logo? Let's talk about this for a second. Let's spitball. Let's come up with an idea of where the giant Apple logo is going to be. Because <laughs> on the top makes the most sense. That's the logical place to put it. You'd be like, okay, nobody's going to really see it, but it's exactly where you, you as a as a normal, logical thinking person, would put it. Where so, are you going to put it? Apple. On, on each eyelid? <laughs> it's Apple, so it's got to be... It's a lifestyle. First off, let's let's get that right out of the way. Apple so is not a gonna, tech company. This thing's gonna Apple be is a shit. lifestyle. So we need... It's got to look good. It's going to be silver and chrome. Shiny and chrome. Yep. As if it was Mad Max itself. So, what's the last thing Apple came out with? Last new thing. Um, not the Apple Watch, right? What else came? I guess the had the, the AirBud thing or the, the pods. Yeah, whatever the fuck they're called. Well, there's the Maxes. That's what you mean. The Air, Air AirPod Max. I feel like sticking a jet, the Apple logo in the center on the front is just too obvious. It's too obvious, and it doesn't. It's not it, a lifestyle thing. Yeah, it wouldn't look like good. I think the key is on the side. On okay. each side. I don't think so. I think that's too much because they'll never do two logos. Ooh, that's true. It's only ever one. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a smaller logo on the back on the back of the band. Where the three bands meet, that'll the unit <clears throat> will be an apple. I don't know if it'll be three bands. I think it'll have to be three bands. Mm, I think they might go for a visor style. I think it'll be too heavy. Yeah, but you can't fuck up the hair, bro. We're talking <laughs> lifestyle company here. It's got to be like, it's got to be something cool. They're going to have a chin, a chin support. <laughs> so it's going to be so something. All right. Enough talk I, about that. Unless you, you got. No, see, you're going to put it on and it's going to laser etch the Apple <laughs> logo into your flesh. <laughs> <laughs> the moment you put it on, it just draw- just stamps you like it draws, brands. It draws where your eyeballs are, and yeah. it just tells you to close your eyes, and then it etches the Apple logo in each eyeball, or each yeah. eyelid. Yep, just just brands you. What if? Never mind. 
I like want to be surprised. I want to be pleasantly surprised. Like, you know, it's like a it's a competitive I want it to be surprised as in like it's competitively priced and interesting. But we Here's all know we all know it is gonna be three thousand dollars and it's gonna be slightly better than the index. Slightly better. Say, dude, but there's gonna be something about it that's like that's a terrible idea. Do you do you want the full the full terrible idea? Yes. Be like, all right, cool. It's gonna be the uh, the different. Iraq idea. It's, it's yeah, basically the Iraq idea. We're gonna throw money into it, and then all weirdly enough, all the things in the Iraq don't get along. The <laughs> uh, it's gonna be just slightly better, and I mean slightly better as in like I can't make my a gap small enough between my fingers to show the difference of how much better it'll be than the index, right? Uh-huh. And then at the same point, it's gonna be two two times the cost of an index, followed by. It's only going to work with Apple products and specifically only the new Mac towers or whatever. Like none of the Mac books, not even the M2s. Like it's going to require some stupid specific Apple only product and not be compatible with anything else. And somebody is going to spend their lifetime trying to jailbreak it. You. I think you might be partially right. And hold Store that thought in the back of the brain because we're gonna we'll get we'll come back to it. Okay. Later on. Number six, Ralph Grissetti, the former art director on God of War, who recently left Sony Santa Monica, announced they will be joining Joseph Stalin. So oh boy, that was close. Stalin. I almost went Joseph Stalin. <laughs> I, I almost read they were joining Joseph Stalin. Comrade. <laughs> ah, comrade. Uh. Announced they will be joining Joseph Staten of Halo fame, Jerry Edsel of Gears 4 and Gears 5, and Chakcho Sonny, who worked in the industry for over 30 years with credits in franchises like God of War, Call of Duty, Warcraft, Starcraft, The Order 1886, really dropped off at the end, yeah. <laughs> and more. <laughs> like, hey, all these titles, Order 1886, you're like, oh, well, good, good tactical showcase, uh, to work on a AAA game for Netflix. Yeah. What does that mean? Because don't... Aren't they still just only doing that streaming thing? Like they're not really publishing their games. Everything I know of that they, they had, there's games out. Um, but aren't but they all like they're all mobile? Oh, okay. They're all mobile that I know of. Um, I don't know what that means. I don't know because yeah, there's a lot of names to throw around, and then say we're doing a AAA title, and then only release on mobile would be weird. Yeah, and then to say it's Netflix, so it's like, what? Well, what are you gonna do? I wonder if it's going to be one of those like weird interactive. Oh, like they might be their first like real try at like an interactive, interactive uh, like storytelling thing, movie or something. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. That one's going to be a wait and see for me as far as like any sort of speculation because I just I have no idea. <clears throat> All right, number seven. Now, for a tale as old as time. The beauty, beauty and, and the, the beast. beast. Anyways, uh, talking to Bloomberg, Redfall developers have said that development suffered from unclear direction, high turnover, and a team that was too small to realize its ambitions. When Redfall's development started in 2018, Zenimax encouraged uh, studios to create live titles, live service titles, following the success of titles such as Overwatch and Fortnite. Uh, the project's direction was unclear as management used different games as referrals such as Far Cry, an open-world FPS, and Borderlands, an RPG shooter. Uh, these opposing examples resulted in departments having different understanding, understandings of what they were developing. 
Arcane's Austin office had fewer than 100 employees working on the multiplayer shooter, with a lot of turnover on the team. By the end of Redfall's development cycle, 70% of the Arcane Austin team that developed Prey had left the company. Uh, Aggravating the turnover problem was Zenimax's struggle to fill roles following departures, which was attributed to a reputation for lower wages and not convincing developers to move to Texas, a state known for conservative politics. On top of that, job listings didn't accurately represent that applicants would be working on a multiplayer title. Uh, Following Microsoft's acquisition of Zenimax, Developers on Redfall believed the studio would shift to a single-player game or get canceled. Instead, however, Microsoft would let ZeniMax operate as it has before. We all know how that turned out. Yeah, so this was uh, Schreier, I believe, right? Yep. Um, And I read through it, (laughs) and the entire thing, I just was like, yep, no shit. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I'm so surprised it was a giant shit show when it looked like it came out as a giant shit show yeah no big surprises there i wonder if the the whole they make the mention of texas politics there and hiring people i'm wondering um it's another one of my weird uh like oh i wonder things that are always dumb but i wonder if games because we think of up until fairly recently i i thought of game developers as generally probably skewing more liberal True. Um, I wonder if studios that are located in places like Austin have a problem with hiring. Austin's a little bit weird because Austin's kind of, I feel like... The blue of the red. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I wonder if they have issues with stuff like that. I don't know. I don't know either. There's no way to know. But it's just a curious curious thought. Oh, Redfall. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. Yeah, Redfall shit show. Yeah, I. This is. Are games getting too big? Like, what is the problem here? Because we see that all the time about like departments having not having a clear idea of what the game is, like all this stuff. Like, are games just too big? Is like, are 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 people just terrible at managing teams? Like, I think it's a lot of. I think it's a lot of column A, column B, column C, column D. Like, do we just hit the point where it's like a perfect storm? Because I feel like there's like almost if we look back, there'd be like a year we could be like, that's when it became a problem. I think it was a it was the year of our Lord 2016, and I was but a wee lad. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, there. I don't know if there's necessarily a, a year we can pinpoint, but there's definitely trends you can look at where. And, and this isn't necessarily like a, a huge thing, but a lot of non-game people were ending up as CEO. Okay. It's the same the same thing that's been that happened kind of in football for a while. Football being soccer in this case. In in the European of football and the premiership. Football, yeah. You had a lot of guys that were like investment bankers and whatever. Ending yeah, up, like the size of the organization got to a point to where they needed like No, not even needed. They just knew people and ended up there. Okay. Like, hey, so what's your footballing background? Absolutely none, but I know how to make a lot of killer marketing deals. And you're like, the team doesn't know how to win, but you're selling tractor deals. Like, yeah, why are you making any choices on how the team functions on the field? Fine, you can do those tractor deals, but why are you also making 
actual team-based sport decisions. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the same thing that's happening inside of the video game industry, but you see things like, oh, Bobby Kotick is the easiest example, right? He's on the Coke board. Why Why is he also running, like, CEO of a video game company? And not, I mean, he's a piece of shit, but not to just pinpoint only him of, he might not actually have any say, technically, like, he might be like, well, why aren't the numbers higher? Yeah. It might be his thing. But then you get a lot of people pleasers are like, well, we want to please the boss, so let's just do everything that will make us money and do predatory, you know, cost yeah. things. But then also when it comes to it, I don't I don't know if it's not not not, uh, not necessarily a lack of passion of the game, but nobody knowing how to lead teams because they've just been either thrust into leadership roles and there hasn't been like that true um like development not not just like development but like i mean grooming is the wrong word but you mentoring the true like mentoring of like hey this person's been the senior dev on the team directly under this person the entire time that person now leaves okay this person is like you literally do need a a sith scenario there must always be two yeah and you can't have all these teams having such high turnover so frequently because now, with all the turnover that happened over the last four years in all of these studios, and all the time they just keep hiring Bioware. Directors leave, directors leave, directors leave. They rehire a director, director leaves again. They rehire another director, director leaves. Those employees have to be losing their fucking minds, changing course every six months when a new game game lead gets hired. I'm wondering if game developers are, do like the engineering... Well, IT does it too. The engineering IT thing where it's like, oh, you want to raise, go get a new job. Yeah. Like go switch, you know, go put your resume out there. Like they're studio hopping every four years to basically get a huge pay bump. Which could be part of it, but it's also still just like to the nobody knows how to manage thing. I think that's also true because it's the joke we've made with Kojima for years where he knows how to manage and like make a game, but nobody knows how to edit him. Yeah. Like, you need to reel in some of him to make a really crisp game. Sure, there's always the the allure of, like, well, it's a Kojima game, and it's going to fuck with you, and it's going to be wild and crazy, and no one's going to understand it. And you're like, okay, yeah. that's kind of cool. But, like, at the same time, if Kojima made a 30 to 40-hour, like, masterpiece, you know it what? would be wild. It's kind of funny because I had this conversation with a coworker and we end up steering into a similar direction. I think I brought it up previously on a different episode, but it was the whole like there's not really a lot of visionaries in games anymore. There's not. And then we kept going back to uh from software because they have been consistently coming out with bangers and like they've had the same people in charge. They've had the same people in charge. The the thing with FromSoft specifically though is going back way to arm, arm, early Armored Core or early Souls, not even Dark, but Demon and everything yeah. else, right? Is they found the niche that they excel in and went, how do we continue to adapt that and modify it mm-hmm. in versions to, to continue to get people coming back while also still building, like when they hit Elden Ring, and they go, hey, you know all these Dark Souls games and all the stuff we've been referencing? Like, here's a gigantic lore dump in this different yeah. style with roughly the, still the same, like, yeah, it's going to be punishing. There's giant bosses and everything. Okay, but now we made it open world, and it's this, you know. But they couldn't 
to your point, they couldn't have done that without having the same people in charge. Right, right. And I, I would imagine their turnover is probably not that crazy either. Like it's but probably it, lower than the rest of the industry. And even then, it's one thing to turn over the guy doing animations. It's yeah. another thing to turn over your leader six times. Yeah, your lead animator or whatever. Yeah. So, I mean, you saw it even with Warcraft when Metzen left. If we had more time, it would be an interesting idea to go through and look at take like a couple studios that have released good games consistently and a couple studios that like either used to release good games and don't anymore or whatever and compare their like you know who's been working there for how long yeah but uh, no ain't nobody got time for I that i mean to bring to go to something that i know if you go look at warcraft right metzen was there for how long the since the beginning so other than the fact that he actually wasn't a lore master, but was able to tell narratives, he's a great storyteller. Yeah. They had the lore master, but the lore master just knew facts. Yeah. This person's name is this, they did this, yada, yada. You know, they, there is, I can't remember who the core They're is. They're equivalent of spell check. Basically, like there is a current lore master that works on WoW. There always is at least one or a group of lore masters that is ma- maintaining some semblance of all of the history of yeah. WoW. But. Or I guess the history of Warcraft, not WoW specifically, but like all of Warcraft. But none of them might be good writers to actually tell a story using all of that information. Yeah. And so that's where you have Metzen, who gave like his magnum opus with Legion, and then they went, okay, I'm out. I have not prepared any of you on how to write this next part. Here's BFA. And people are like, okay, well, we have, we still have like the, the quest writers and all this stuff, and they know how to do their jobs, but no one knows how to draw it to a point. Yeah. So now you just have all these weird stories where you're like, but does any of this make sense? And it just, it's the same thing if you look at, you know, Bioware's Nightmare with Dragon Age and everything else, and that that's partially an EA problem. But, like, what was Wilson, Andrew Wilson before he was CEO there, you know? You get all these... Are games too big is one of your other questions. Yes, relatively games. It depends on the game because there is a a version of, or not a version of every game, but a length of every game that works for better for certain people. Okay. I got this sweet indie game. It's like eight hours long. Perfect. I've got The Order 1886. It's only four hours long. I've got... It's kind of a dumb question, actually, because like... like a hundred something hours. I was was just going to say, like, I don't think that's really... Maybe not big is not the, maybe complex is a better way of putting it because thinking of it from a but big I, perspective, like Morrowind is considered a great game and that's an old game and that was huge. Yeah, you know, but I like, mean, like complex is probably the the more correct word, but big also falls into that because you can have a complex game that's only five hours and it's just really really tight and really nice and you're like yes, yeah. this is this hits all the beats, it doesn't miss any, there's no downtime, we go. Then you have Red Dead, which is a massive game but is also technically very complex with the amount of side stuff that you could never run into that's hap- that's happening. I don't know. I still... GTA the the more time that goes on, the more just flabbergasted I am by GTA 5 and Red Dead Redemption 2. GTA 5... Like, those games, how do those exist? GTA 5, 11 years ago, was a massive world and had multiple complex systems and is still punching. Yeah, Red Dead's the same way. Like, well, yeah, obviously it's newer, but like, there's 
the fucking animals, like you could follow an animal around for an hour and it fucking does shit. It go, it hunts. It does like it's just like yeah. It was they <sighs> they created living worlds, but then you get to certain other things where Jedi Survivor, right? And you're running into all of these technical limitations, not even limitations, but like all these technical problems where you're like, I'm either running into lag or frame spikes or this this bird. The mount, I can't remember what the name of the mounts are in the beginning. Not Nikos, but whatever. I don't know, fucking um, chupacabras. Yeah, the chupacabras at the beginning, you're just hanging out with them. But they don't, they kind of move around a little bit. They're dumb. But for the most part, they don't just, have, they're just waiting for you to walk up to them. Yeah, they don't yeah. really have an AI. They're just kind of like idle. Like there is no, there is nothing in Jedi Survivor. Jedi Survivor, as far as I'm concerned, is a good game. But Jedi Survivor is not a lived in world. No. The cantina is the only lived-in spot, like, inside it, not even outside it, inside it, that actually feels like a lived-in world. Everything else is just to a certain going through levels. Yeah, to a certain degree, and even that, that lived-in world is, like, something that could have existed 15 years ago. And even that lived-in world is still, for the most part, other than a couple main characters, like uh, Grease and, I can't remember the robot's name, um, like, talking... You don't hear anybody else. It's not like you walk through the canteen and actually are hearing like genuine conversations happening the entire time. Yeah. I mean, hell, I still remember back to Saints Row 2 when Kenny and I were playing at co-op and you would be driving the car, crash as like the dudes were playing, or GTA did this too, but um, they'd be singing along to uh, What I Got by Sublime. You'd crash and then as you started driving and they'd pick back up where they were. And GTA did the same thing where you'd be in a conversation with a character in the car with you. Radio would happen or you'd get a phone call or something crash. They'd stop and then start the conversation again. I remember Lester started the same conversation like six times with me when I was in the car doing heist. Cause I kept running into shit. Oh, but it's just stuff like that. That makes it feel more like a lived in world, except it's all stuff that was done 10 years ago. Yeah. Again, there's no editing. They just like to put things out there and go with it. And it just doesn't get... It doesn't get the bow. It gets the the comment, the rapping job of a guy named Jerry. I only, refer, only referenced this specifically because I saw a video today. I think the guy's name was Jerry. And it was titled, Hey Jerry, I thought I told you to finish rapping the presents. And all it is is a clip of a guy with two wrapping paper tubes playing crazy train okay with the rapid paper tube just do 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 i he's he's gotta be 60 and he's doing this (laughs) there's nobody else in the shot it's just him so you it's basically wife yells down i thought i told you to finish rapping those and he's just do 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 and then he immediately starts drumming with (laughs) the whole the whole intro to crazy train on wrapping paper tubes of just like yeah that's about what's happening no one's wrapping the project. They're just putting out all these banger trailers that are like, you know, it's going to be great. And you're like, uh, what is it, though? Don't worry about that. Anyway. There was a good amount of random news related to the Microsoft and Microsoft and Activision Blizzard situation. We're going to uh, try to keep it brief for obvious reasons. The obvious reason, number one, we talked way too long about other shit. South Korea has approved the deal unconditionally because South Korea specifically said, quote, we don't see a problem here. <laughs> don't give a fuck. 
Uh, Activision Blizzard King released their transparency report for 2022. There's a whole lot of info in it, but we'll mention that. According to ABK, they received 134 various complaints, but only found 31 valid. I don't think you're allowed to say that. (laughs) We only acknowledge 31 of these? Well, you know, we audited ourselves and found that we didn't have an issue. Yeah. Via an interview with Variety, speaking of not finding issue with yourself, Activision Blizzard CEO Bobby Kotick believes the company's image problems stem not from a workplace culture that spawned numerous discrimination lawsuits, but from outside forces and unionization supporters. It's not... (laughs) No, it's not us that are wrong, it's the kids! That dude's fucking crazy. Yeah. Microsoft's hearing with the CMA is scheduled to start on July 24th. Microsoft will focus around five key points. Fundamental errors in the CMA's assessment could start. Failing to take into account agreements with cloud gaming providers, Activision's cloud intentions, Microsoft foreclosing rival cloud gaming services, and remedies in the CMA's duty. I like the first one and the last one. Hey, what's your duty? And followed by, you have fundamental errors in your first assessment. Yep. Bloomberg is reporting that Microsoft's plans on moving forward with the acquisition, even if the UK CMA doesn't approve the deal. So fuck you, United Kingdom. Uh, Phil Phil Spencer and what what the hell's the guy's name? Brad Cy- Cy- Brad Cynadella. Smith or something? Oh, I was, I was gonna go the other the other guy CEO. Yeah, yeah. there's like, hey, fuck him. All right, rumor roundup. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty expansion might be releasing in August. Wolfenstein Studio Machine Games appears to be hiring for Wolfenstein 3. A job listing had some interesting requirements like a, quote, passion for video games and especially for first-person immersive games, end quote, and a, quote, strong familiarity with machine games titles, end quote. Uh, People are thinking that a video tweeted by Xbox is hinting that Fable will make an appearance at the Xbox Game Showcase. We've been saying that for fucking ever. Show it. Show, don't tell. Show me what you got. Uh, Show me what you're working with. (laughs) Comcast. (laughs) Comcast is trying to get into gaming and is exploring a deal involving EA, Nintendo, or Activision Blizzard. I wonder if that might have been the Embracer deal that fell apart. Interesting. For two bill? Two bills. Eh. Comcast. That is Comcast. For two billion over six years. You never know. But what would the deal be, though? I don't know, dude. I don't fucking know what Comcast has. Like, but that's what I'm saying. Like, it's trying to get into gaming and is exploring a deal involving. I think Comcast has own certain IP, but I don't like, right. you know, but, but not video game IP, but just IP. Sure. But that's, that's where I'm like, okay, two bill. What would they do with Activision Blizzard at all? I don't, I don't get that pairing. Then I think the idea the one makes the least amount of sense. Yeah. I think the idea is Comcast is probably just trying to like hawk their IP being like, you could make these games. You yeah. can make games using these IPs. E, I mean, EA's got nothing to lose. Fuck it. Yeah. Uh, but Embracer would be a good one if if you are a giant company, yeah, and you have IP and you think you can make video games with that IP. Embracer's got seventy five thousand studios. Yeah, Embracer would be the one that I would go to. I'd be like, hey, Embracer, make some shit with this. I don't know what you got. What you? Uh, this yeah, is what I got. So what can you do with it? Maybe that is the one that fell through. That would be interesting. Um, 
The EA one I just find hysterical because what would they do? Dragon Age Inquisition cable guy? I don't know. I don't, it, I don't it, even it know. It shows up anytime in the next five years unannounced. I don't, I don't know what Comcast fucking... I don't know what Comcast does. All right. You want to talk about some quick questionable things? That I guess. Write paragraphs on? Valve has removed the store page for the World War II... That is Wii and GameCube emulator <laughs> Dolphin. I don't know why I capitalized the eyes. I don't either, and I also don't know. <laughs> so Valve has not removed the store page for the World War II emulator Dolphin, <laughs> just to be clear. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they removed the store page for Wii and GameCube emulator Dolphin. There was some dispute as to whether the removal was initiated by Nintendo, which it was, or Valve. After have to assume that was going to happen sooner or later. Uh, it was 110% issued by Nintendo because they sent a cease and desist. Yeah, I saw that. It was there was a back and forth though, where they were like, "Oh, Nintendo sent the cease and desist," and then they were like, "No, Valve actually initiated it." So it was like a whole. My guess is they knew the cease and desist was coming, so it's just chicken and egg. Yeah. Okay. Because Valve has other emulators on there, so what they don't they don't truly give a shit. It's just a matter of like, this one's going to cause us problems. Yeah. And then it got found out that the cease and desist became public, and they're like, "Okay, well, don't worry, it's already taken care of." Valve quickly looking at Nintendo like, no, 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 we already done, we already got rid of it. Don't look. You and I are best friends. Best friends? Best friends. Don't look over here anymore. Valve's got... That would be... See, that's kind of... The Valve's got to fuck you money to fight them. Valve got... I, I assume, because Valve private privately owned company, I, I assume Valve's got cash on hand to where they could just buy Nintendo with cash. Yeah, no, I, be- I would believe that too. And then you get the Mario skin in CSGO. It's a me, flashbang out. <laughs> Although then it's like, what do you do with the the Steam Deck and the Nintendo Switch? Make a baby. Make a make a baby. Nintendo Deck, Steam Deck, Steam you Switch. Get remo- you get removable controllers on the Steam Deck. I'll take it. And it's a better screen and everything else about it. Martin Wolfitz. Founder of Tom Clancy's The Division, developer Massive Entertainment, will be the new CEO for Thunderful Group. Still don't know what they do. Yep. Number three, Devolver Direct Return of Volvi has been set for June 8th at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern. So you know what the fuck we're doing next week. Let's go. Return of... They released a little trailer. I'm not, I refuse to watch that. It's I, like... It's like a... It's a teaser trailer. It's pretty funny. It's I just, know, but I just like... They're so good. I don't want to ever give myself any in, 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 yeah, insight into what they're doing. Okay. I just... I appreciate naturally watching their Pokemon Masters has reached 50 million downloads. That is a mobile game for anybody that does not know. And that is pretty wild. Yep. Because that's not Pokemon Go. Number five, the Video Standards Council, which administers the Peggy Age rating for video games, has rebranded to the Games Rating Authority. The name change was attributed to further clarifying the ratings board position to parents and the games industry. Look at that. Good guys. Good guys. Peggy and gals. 18. Good guys, gals, and... Others. Others. Number six. Street Fighter Six has become the most popular fighting game on Steam, beating the concurrent player's record, which was previously held by Dragon Ball Fighter Z. It reached a concurrent player count of 65,873, specifically. Kind of puts into perspective uh, popularity of fighter games. Not that not, much. Not, yeah, not that big. <laughs> Uh, Nintendo has announced everybody one to switch 
and it's arriving June 30th for $30. Uh, what? This game already existed. I think it's a sequel. Okay. Number eight, Ukrainian developer GSC Game World, the studio behind the upcoming Stalker 2, has identified that it has been hacked by Russian hackers. The leaked game footage is from an early build of the game. Weirdly, it looks like War Torn Ukraine. Number nine, No Man's Sky is now available to play on Mac through Steam with optimized performance for Apple Silicon. Welcome to the VR mode. That will that's that's what I was mode. referring to, and they're not the only ones that have done this this week. So, um, it'd be interesting if the Apple VR headset will only work on Mac with Apple Silicon, the, their M chips or whatever. Yeah. Six Days in Fallujah is coming to Steam's early access on June 22nd, priced at $40. Do you remember that one? I do. Do you remember? The 20, but not September. Do you remember that game? I do. I do, too. Weird interviews. Yes. Like, kind of cringy. Yes. Anyway. Been seven days. What you been up to? Uh, last weekend, no, two weekends ago, I did the whole Kodor reinstall. I think I mentioned it. Right, but you hadn't played it yet. I had not. I played it. I played, I'm, I'm roughly, I'm either halfway through the game or pretty close halfway through the game with all the, uh, all the mods installed. Lots of mods, lots of mods. I'm going to be honest. Hasn't made much of a difference other than, uh, I mean, I thought it, it did, there was a bunch of mods that I installed that restored content or restored dialogue and stuff like that. Haven't really noticed it yet. The only thing is, like the world, like everything's reskinned to make it look slightly better. I mean, would you know if it was restored? Like, would you remember? You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Okay. All right. I know almost all the dialogue in that game. So, so you remember the part we we're downstairs earlier? Yes. You specifically asked me. That's different. That's like pre. That's like you old. Spe- you specifically asked me. Hey, what's it like to have a good memory? That's different though. All right. Because like <laughs> that is like, there's a point in my life where like my brain just stopped working. So like <laughs> all of the information recorded when I was like semi younger. Somehow stuck. Good. How, but after confused, a certain point. Which is even weirder. Knowing the rest of the year in between where your brain stopped working. <laughs> and then at a certain point, my brain stopped working. So like any of those memories. Was that after the sketching of the car or? No, it was after. I was good then. I mean, it, there was probably a slight reduction in memory and brain capacity. <laughs> but at some point, Just a maybe off the top. Yeah, maybe maybe it was maybe it was COVID. Maybe I don't know. Maybe it was something earlier than that. But like, I got to a point and like I just can't remember shit anymore. I have, I have a bad feeling it was Target. If I'm being like completely honest, because I think there were days where you just saw red and it could be it, it could was, be it that I just like, I horse blinders to the extreme mm-hmm. and i'm not retaining any of this because if i that's even, if i even think of this i'm going to lose my mind in all honesty you might be onto something there because like it 100 percent could have been like a brain defensive mechanism being like yeah i'm not i'm not retaining information for this i'm, I'm yep. just, i don't want to remember this i'm gonna be pissed yep um so i've been playing that uh it's been been swell um what else was there? Listening to the uh, Rise and Fall of the Third Reich, which has been super interesting. Um, is it rising or falling? Uh, at like this which, point, which part are you at? At this point, I'm. We're still on the rise. We're 
were pre were pre any any invasions. Oh, we haven't invaded joking. any countries. You're, you're real early. Uh, he Hitler. Had, I would assume now, or yeah, he's full on. He just basically took out um, a bunch of German army generals that were give, being a little feisty with him. Ah, yes, the all, he just solidified his relationship with uh, Mussolini, um, and he is about to. He's about to uh, absorb Austria politically. Because <laughs> yeah. that one they took without much fuss. <laughs> We're just going to politically claim you. Yep. And they're planning They're planning at this point because they're going through all the, all of the, I can't remember what they called them, but all the scenarios of like, all right, if we invade Poland, yeah, yeah. you know, France will do this and so and so will do this. It's just war games. And yeah, exactly. They're war gaming, essentially. War games and if-then statements. And uh, they're building up, you know, Air Force, Army, Navy. And uh, it's interesting because it's written... So a little book review here. It was written in the 60s by a journalist who was in Germany in the 30s and was reporting in Germany in the 30s. So he met. Like, he met all these people, talked to them. So you're talking about firsthand. It is. Yeah, it's, it's, it is a firsthand experience. And sometimes... He will use as his primary sources at certain points his diary. Oh, so like actual, yeah. Yep, and he also uses all the documents from the Nuremberg trials and stuff like that. So it it is. It's not like the end all be all of like you know the history, right? Because we did we have learned more since then, but it's an interesting firsthand experience of it. But what you have to because it was written in the sixties and it was written by I believe the guy was British. So like you have to there's there's certain points there's, there's tonal things that yes are... so he will go on a rant about how like all the Nazi leadership were homosexuals and it's like oh all right we're just, like that's a little we're getting a little dicey here yeah. like <laughs> uh and like some of the things that that he wrote like that it's just like all right this is clearly of the time yeah yeah so. That's interesting, but that's that's about all I've been up to, surviving, trying to survive, mildly successfully. Yeah, yeah, you're, I think your body would argue with that. Yeah, it's trying. It's a, it's a battle. <laughs> it's doing what it can. Yeah. How about you? Uh, same same stuff as always. Uh, Diablo is out, so that's been the it's been the vibe now, mm-hmm. and I think that's really it. I think it's just been Diablo. And What's Wild. the uh, Diablo thing? You got a crew? You going solo right I'm now? I'm going solo. I'm just kind of chilling. Chilling. I'm not. Is is Diab- Diablo's is a Todd one as well or no? Because I has, it I has think been before, but yeah, I think you played with other people. Yeah, in previous Diablo. Yeah, Diablo three specifically. Yeah, three, and I probably will in four as well at a certain point. But just like for now, for, for my beginning time, I'm just like I'm just kind of chilling, and I I mean I played the beta up through the first act, so I. I already know all of that, so I'm just I'm still progressing through that again. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it's like when I, you know, I come across anything that's like, oh, go in this cellar and do this little dungeon or whatever, and I'm like, yeah, all right, I'll just go do it. I'm just I'm just kind of like chilling and just vibing, exploring the world. I'm not looking at fastest leveling or what. I, I'm just kind of like, all right, yeah, I'm just kind of going, just enjoying it. Yeah, cool. And it's a nice like change of pace of. Wow versus that. Wow, I'm a little bit more go go go. Yeah, this is a little bit more leisurely. Yeah, a little bit more just kind of chilling. 
chilling vibe and until you know at the end of the game where then i'm doing like yeah. speed speed stuff where i'm like all right murder this as fast as i can we but until i'm there I don't, i'm not really that worried about it yep so yeah that's really all i got then yeah next week uh we'll be getting into e3 some more of the yeah summer game fest some more of the summer game fest is thursday so i believe i should figure out what i'm doing for that Well, I think we were all watching it, but yeah, I don't know what we're doing. Yeah, I haven't been keeping track of like when time is, so. Time is an enigma. It is. It's a human construct. That's true. And on that human construct, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.